Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you're doing good today because do I have a word for you today? Yes. I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I hope that you are excited because I'm excited to talk about the goodness of God today. Uh, I want to let you know that the fast is still going. I'm still believing in God, still holding on to not using Jesus' name in vain. Understand that his name has power. I want to tell you that God is a good God. I want to tell you that, you know, that he loves you. And remember, you're not alone. You're part of your alone. Uh, You're not alone podcast family. We're a family. I just want to celebrate with y'all in 2021. I want to believe that God is going to do great things uh, in the believer's lives, in my life, your lives, your children's lives, your your spouse's lives, your family lives, that God is going to just show up in 2021. I understand we're still in the COVID uh, age. I tell you, it's not over yet, but guess what? God is still sitting on the throne. He's still in control. He still controls time. He controls what happens. Uh, He's still blessing people. He's the same as yesterday and forevermore. So I just want to let you know that, first of all, that you're not alone and God loves you. And I do have a word. We'll be looking at John 15. We'll be talking about abiding in him and talking about abiding in Jesus. In other words, we're going to look at Jesus as the vine and his father as the vine dresser or his father as the gardener. Basically that how we bear fruit or how we don't bear fruit, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how good God is. You know, we're going to, we're going to celebrate today. We're going to get excited because God is a good God and he's in the business of restoring. He's in the business of transforming people's lives. He's in the business of performing miracles and making things happen for people just because, not because they act, but just because he's a good God. You know, I want to let you know uh, a little backdrop on John 15. You know, it's tend to believe that this is a conversation that Jesus had with his disciples uh, on the way from the supper, uh, the last the last dinner, uh, on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Or it could have been while he was still lingering in the upper room. The Lord spoke this, uh, John chapter 15. So I just wanted to give you that backdrop. In other words, when this is his intimacy, this is intimacy with his disciples. In other words, because these 12 men that was with him, he was going to use them to shape the world and let the whole world know that who he was. In other words, understand this. When God does something, he doesn't do it in a dramatic fashion. He does it in increments. He started with the 12. And then if you notice, he goes from the 12, then he goes to the 72. Then he goes to the 72 to the 120 that's in the upper room with the day of Pentecost. And so they begin to grow and multiply along the way because what happens, iron sharpens iron. And so in other words, guess what? If, if I got a word about something good you know what I'm going to do I'm going to pass it on to my friends so this is how it gets passed along it gets passed along just like that in other words you see how when he chose 12 I'm telling you read Mark chapter 3 it says that on that day he chose whom he wanted to be with be with him and he chose 12 but he knew these 12 men were going to be the men that was going to shape the world and that everybody knows there was only one true God so we're going to talk about the vine we're going to talk about who he is and and, uh, and what 
he does and what it does mean to abide in him. In other words, in the abide is mean that you just put your trust in Jesus. Because guess what? There is no other name uh, that a man can be saved by. His name is above all names. There's power and authority in his name. And I just want you to know that, but I want you to be able to abide in him and understand that Jesus, even as he was facing death, he knew it was getting ready to happen. Now I'm talking about this was going to be his last meal with his disciples. And he's sharing these things with them on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Knowing once he gets there, you know, guess what? Things are going to just going to escalate so fast for him. His whole circumstance is going to turn around. Remember when they remember like this when they went into Jerusalem, they was he was being held and praised and being uplifted. In other words, and before the week is over, he's going to be crucified. So I want to let you know that too. But guess what? He's the vine. And we're going to see how we're going to bear fruit in this life right now. In other words, the word is a living word. It's not a dead word. It the word has life. It has in it, in other words, it has the ability to bring about change in anybody's life. I'm telling you, it just starts with a day-by-day -day thing. You're just taking time to acknowledge God and get to know God. You want to know how you know him? Take the time to know him but through his word. He speaks through his word. And so I'm excited to talk to you. I'll be reading from the New King James Version today. And we'll be looking at John 15, the relationship of the believer to Christ. This is what we're going to be talking about. In other words, how to abide in him, how to trust him, and know that he's capable and able and do things. Now, I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what the enemy is trying to do to you, but guess what? He's a liar, and the truth is not in him. I want you to know that, uh, that God has a plan for you and me, a plan to give us a a better ending so like I said we'll be reading from John 15 but also I just want to like thank the people and the place where people listen to us and we have like one new addition to the family we have someone in Belgium who's listening to the podcast so we'd like to say welcome to the you're not alone family uh, if you have any prayer requests please send them in so that we can pray for you but I also want to thank those in Illinois those in uh, New York those in Pennsylvania those in California Wisconsin and in South Carolina and North Carolina and in the country of Spain, uh, Russia, uh, Iran, United Kingdom and Canada who listen to the podcast. I want to say thanks. Uh, I'm excited to share what God has given me to share with you. And I want to let you know that in 2021, we're going to have victory. We're going to see the goodness of God in our lives. We're going to see us prevail over our enemies that are coming against us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So I just want to encourage you with the word of God today. I want you to know that you are loved. And like I said, I want you to know that you are loved and that God loves you and he cares about you. Now check this out. All other vines are but a shadow of Christ. They represent Christ, but he himself, the substance, the essence, the one great reality. He is the truth of all things that exist. I'm the vine. Does anyone ask which is the true Christ? All who are vital join to Christ. 
are in the true Christ. For he says, I am the true vine. So he's the true vine. So I just want you to know that. And like I said, you know how we do things. We always pray before we start. But I just want to share that with you. And, and you know, and if you're struggling with depression or oppression or whatever you're going, like I said, you know, like we're in exciting times, you know, in America, we got a new president. We got a lady vice president. You know, we're in exciting times. You know, history itself is just being made new. That God's doing a new thing in the earth, in other words. So I want you to get excited. I'm talking about when you see change, you know, that means that God is at work. God is at work for his people. Remember, he sits high and he looks low. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, for all those who are listening right now, Father, or who will listen, Father, that you would bless them, Father, that in 2021, Father, that you would meet their needs, Father, that you would bless them, that you provide for them, Father, because they can't provide for themselves, Father. Let them know that you are who you are, that you are the Jehovah Jireh, that you provide for your people, that you are capable of taking care of their problems. Their problems are insignificant to you because you're a mighty God, Father. I pray, Father, for right now for the people in the hospital who need you to touch their bodies, Father, and for the children and the kids around the world, Father, for the homeless, the orphans, the widows, Father. I pray that you bless these people, Father, that you would send your people to them, Father, to give them encouragement and, and bless them with your word, Father, but bless their need, Father. I just thank you for your word, Father. I pray for those who are incarcerated, Father, that you would bless them, that you would, when they come out, that you would give them new opportunities to be new men and women, that you would open doors for them, that they seem to be shut, Father, that people would give them a second chance, Father. I pray, Father, right now, Father, that you would just bless all marriages today, Father, that you would bless those homes, and Father, that you would bless people, Father, who, who depend upon you, Father. I, I pray, Father, that you meet the people's needs, whether it's for their rent, their gas, their light bills, Father, for whatever it is needed. If it's for shoes or clothes, Father, provide for them because you are our sustainer, Father. And I thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to let y'all know, you know, uh, if you want to fast a couple of days, you know, come on in. If it's just for like an hour or two, that's fine. You know, it don't have to be food. It can be the television. It can be whatever you think that uh, that you attach yourself to. But we're going to talk about Jesus, the true vine. We're going to find out about who he is. And we're going to look at the word. Because, and I'm reading from, like I said, the New King James Version. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about being a part of Christ. And this is what it says in. John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Just, you know, understand this. 
all Jesus is saying, that confidence that you have, put that confidence in him. If you put that confidence in him, you're going to see. And when you put that trust in him, you're going to see that he's going to be right there with you. And he, did he say he said about the word, the word that I've spoken? Understand this. Jesus only spoke what God told him to speak. He never spoke anything of his own. Everything that he did was in, according to his father's plan. Through this extended metaphor of the vine and the branches, Jesus set forth the basic Christian living. Jesus used these imaginary of agricultural life at the time, the vine and the vine crops. He's using this as an illustration that, hey, this works only if it stays connected or if it abides into what it needs to abide into. Because what will happen is, you know, when you're following, when you're following the Lord, what happens is people come along trying to deter you and pull you away from him. If people are able to deter you and put you away from him, then you're going to miss out. You know, you're going to, you know, in other words, uh, because the enemy don't want you to walk in glory. He don't want you to walk in victory. Because if you are bad in, bad in Jesus and you're bad in his word, because the word that he spoke is life. In other words, he said the, he said the word that I spoke, he's talking to his disciples. He said, hey, these words that I spoke to you, if you, if you are bad in me, then this is how, how, how it works. In other words, you have to trust him. And he was telling his disciples this. And the reason why he's telling his disciples this, because guess what? He's on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane. He's on his way to the cross. And he wants them to know that he is the vine, in other words, and that if they abide in him, when terror comes, when the enemy comes, because he comes, he comes along to shake everybody's belief, foundation. He comes to get you to not believe that God loves you and cares about you. And that's the biggest lie that the enemy wants to let you know that God doesn't care. In other words, that the only reason that you go through these difficult things is because God allowed them to happen. And that's so far from the truth. That's, you know, that's so far from the truth. You gotta understand that God, he, he declares things in the word. See, God never tells you that everything is gonna be easy because if you go through the Old Testament and you go in Isaiah and, he, and you'll find out where it says that I'm gonna be with you in the fire, the flood, and the storms. And what he's saying is that, hey, however bad it gets, I'm going to be there with you. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. And the whole reason that you see in the Bible, you see in the story of Daniel, you read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They in the fiery furnace. In other words, where's their God at? You know, in other words, man, God, these guys loving you. They're serving you. They're believing in you, God. Is this abiding Jesus with them? And you know, one of the most powerful testimonies that come out of that comes from a, a pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar. And this is what he says. It says that he stands up and he looks inside the fire. And not only does he, he, he see these three that's inside the fire, but he sees another person. And know who he said it was? Looks like the son of God. And so right then and there, 
when they were going into the fiery furnace, guess who was there with them? Christ was there with them. In other words, he wasn't outside the fire, nor, nor did he stop the fire, nor did he stop them from being put there. In other words, it's a walk of faith with God, in other words. So I want you to be able to abide in him and know that if you trust him, in other words, that in those difficult moments when you feel like, how ah, I can't make it, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's right there with you to, 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 to guide you through. And this, is what he did, and this is what he does throughout the whole Bible. You know, and if you go into Daniel, you look at Daniel chapter 6, you're going to look at Daniel. And Daniel, now he's a man. He's an older man now. And now he gets thrown in the lion's den. And guess what? It wasn't because he was doing anything wrong. It was just the fact that he was abiding in God. He was praying three times a day. He opened his window and prayed. But what it was, he had some people who was jealous of him because he was an honorable man. He lived worthy. And, and his king at that time knew that he was an honorable man and wanted to set him over his whole kingdom. But he had other people who were opposed to him, not because he was some sort of untouchable person. You know, in other words, he was a touchable person. And the only thing they can find out against him was his relationship with his God. So what they did was they conspired and said, if anybody make a decree for the next 30 days to any God besides you, O king, they should be cast into the lion's den. Daniel, he has a relationship with the king. He doesn't go to the king and say, hey, king, these people are trying to set me up. You know, why don't you look out for me? In other words, he didn't do that. He abided into the, he abided in the, uh, he continued just to do what he had to do. Really like this, a man ought to pray and not faint. A man ought to just stand flat-footed and trust in his God. Even when it don't appear that it's working for you. Because guess what? It appeared that it wasn't working for him. But when he was in placed inside that land then, the king had more faith because the king believed in Daniel's God. He told Daniel, he said, hey, the God that you believe in is going to do this. King didn't sleep, didn't want to eat the whole night. Ran down there the first thing in the morning to see was Daniel still alive. You know what Daniel said? He had the most powerful testimony. His testimony was very simple. That this God that he served just made the lions just not even see him. Really. I'm talking about him. They didn't touch him because you know what? God has a way of protecting us. And we're going to find out in John 15 that God has a way of protecting us. He protected Daniel. He let no harm come to Daniel. But do you know what happened to those who plotted against him because what they were trying to do, they were trying to steal a kingdom from God. Understand this, just like the devil tried to steal a kingdom from God because the, the decree was that the, the laws of the Medes and the Persians doesn't change not. So if the king didn't do it, they could have snatched his kingdom from him. And so now the king, at, he realized that they had diabolically, they set him up, that he had them and their whole families thrown in this this lion then pit and it says even before their bodies hit the ground the lions destroyed them let me tell you something God protects us he cares for us just like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego he cared for them when they was in that fiery furnace let nothing happen to them God loves you I just want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind remember if you abide in him 
that means all you're doing is just saying, hey, it's you or nothing at all. I'm going to trust in you in spite of my feelings, in spite of, you know, what's going on in my life. I, I, I know, Father, if I abide in you, you know, I can trust I can trust you. I just want you to know that you can trust God. Okay, the word abide means to remain or stay around. The remaining is the evidence that salvation has already taken place. It's not vice versa. The fruit of evidence of salvation is a continuing in serving to him and his teachings. The abiding believer is the only legitimate believer abiding and believing actually are addressing the same issues but genuine salvation. So you see that? You just tell me when you trust in him, and I'm talking about and you believing in him, you know that you abide in him, you're know, talking about, you know, he got you, in other words, but you know, the enemy try to come at you and he says like this, let's go back. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit. He prunes that it may bear more fruit. You already are clean because of the words which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I abide in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And, and he just said, hey, trust me. Trust me when you don't feel like trusting me. Believe in me when you don't feel like believing in me because I have a way of sustaining you. And my father is the, is the gardener. In other words, my father is going to come along and, and those that, that don't abide and don't bear fruit, he's going to pluck away. But those that bear fruit, he's going to prune. He's going to, he's going to polish them and he's going to continue to make them bear more fruit because they're abiding. They're abiding in the vine. I'm talking about, you know, if when you think about this vine and you see how fruit sprues out of the vine, in other words, he said, I'm the lifeline. He's your lifeline. You know, this is where the blood flows from. In other words, this is where the nutrition comes from. I want you to know that. This is what that means. That, you know, that that's who he is. He's the vine. Then he goes on to say this in verse 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can't do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and withers away. See, when you don't have God, you don't have Christ, you don't have nothing. Did you, do you understand what that means? He's saying that those who don't abide in the vine, they have nothing. But those that know that they abide in the vine and, and, and they stay connected to him. And all, you know, Jesus says in Mark 11, all he says is have faith in God. He's not asking you to, to do a whole bunch of crazy things. He's asking you just to trust him. Trust, believe that whatever God told him to say to, to those 12 disciples and that they went to the 72 to the 120. In other words, that these people went out and spread the gospel. In other words, you know, God does these things. God does these things. In other words, 
this is who your God is. In other words, and God, he started out small. And what happened? You see how it multiplied? Look at today. Look at today. God is everywhere. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Did you know that? Did you know? Starting with these 12, because they abided in the branch. Then the 72, then the 120 on the day of Pentecost. Boom! Then the Holy Spirit spread around. Boom! Now, guess what? You got God everywhere. And just think about like with this podcast. This goes all around the world. People hear it. I'm talking about, in other words, they're hearing the word. In other words, I'm in Chicago. But guess what? In a, in a minute or two, I'm going to be somewhere in a whole other country. See what I'm saying? And I hadn't even left where I'm at. Still sitting in the same spot because I'm abiding in the vine. I want you to know how just to stay there and just trust God when it gets tough. When things come at you, in other words, don't run, don't run, don't run. Stay, stay there, abide in the van. Stay, abide in that van. Remember like this, God is the, is the God, he's the vine dresser. He's looking at you. He's like, okay, look at this person. In other words, oh, okay, he, he, he bans fruit. In other words, let me go over here and touch him a little bit and polish him up. In other words, so I can, can get some more fruit out of him. This is who, who Christ is. He's the vine. Father is the gardener, the vine dresser. And then we're going to look at this. In verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and it withers away. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt. You know, this is, some, this is symbolic of being cast in hell. Because these people are not a part of of this vine anymore. They they didn't buy it. They went, they drew off, they drew away. They went their own way. But he's trying to tell these disciples, hey, if you trust me, because guess what? They're getting ready, their world's getting ready to change. They're like this. When they go into Jerusalem, they saying, Hosanna the most high. People are praising God. You know, in other words, they throwing, they doing all they throwing palms, they doing all this stuff. In other words, on the when they rode in, they didn't know by the time the end of the week that their world was going to be turned upside down. So he had to t tell them about how to abide in him, how to stay in him, because they were going to be challenged like never before. That their whole world, this person that they've been believing in and hearing speak the word over them for these three years, sharing, eating, sleeping. You, know you got to understand, to be a disciple and how intimate it was to be around God. Could you imagine being around God, laying next to God, eating at the table with God? Understand, this is what's going on. That God is sitting right next to you, looking you in your face. Do you know how awesome that is? Have you really thought about that, what these people were experiencing? God, you know, could you imagine God just coming up to you and touching you and telling you, stretch off your hand, open your eyes. God speaking to you. You know, in, in John chapter 11, you see Jesus wept. God publicly crying for you. Do you understand what that means? If you abide in him, and if you just trust him and, and hold on to him, in spite of all the stuff that you see, all the crazy nonsense stuff that come at you, but if you find the ability to abide in him, 
I'm talking about that means that it's going to get, sometimes it get rough. Sometimes it get hard. Sometimes you, you, you get disappointed. That's all right. Stay about it in him. Continue to trust him. Continue not to lean to your own understanding. Continue to acknowledge him. Continue to trust him. Because if you abide in him, you're going to be all right. I want you to know that. That God has a plan for you and me. Remember, this whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. And, and, and let's go a step further. And, and, and we're we going we to go down here to verse 7. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, I want you to take verse 7. I want you to highlight that. Because if you highlight it, then you can take this promise. This is a promise. This is a promise not, this is a promise by God. This is, this is John 15, verse 7. Let's look at it again. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciple. This is what he tell him. Hey, let me tell you. There's nothing. It's not going to happen if you abide in me. But also that my word about you. I want you to see how important it is to know God's word and to read God's word. Because if you start reading God's word, then you're able to like have that word inside of you. And so the word to keep you abiding him because John declares that what? Jesus was the word. He became flesh and dwelt among us. So if you see this, I want you to see how we abide in him. We abide in him, uh, first of all, by belief that God sent forth his son. His son walked this earth. His son died for mankind. And he rose again on the third day. But also... That you believe in him by the word. And what his word says. That you believe in him because of the word. And you trust him. In other words. So he's telling his disciples. Like I told you. This is you know. Either this is happening. in a, When he's, they eating dinner. The last supper. And in the upper room. Or as they were walking towards. You know the garden gets him. That he speaks this paragraph. This, par this parable to them. And so. I just want to show you how if we just continue just to trust in him, we can abide in him, believe in his word. And like I said, you can take uh, verse 7 in chapter 15. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciple as the father loved me. I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abided in his love. See, what Jesus now, now I want you to look at this because I want you to see that Jesus said that what? He followed the Lord's commands. He did whatever his father said. And he's telling his disciples at this time, hey, if y'all do what follow me and you stay right where you at you're going to be taken care of and he said this this is his declaration 
If you keep my commandments, remember this, this is the word that he spoke. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I, you know, do what I say, do. In other words, God is speaking. In other words, he says this, as a father, as the father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in me, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that you, that your joy may be full. In other words, he wants them to be happy and content because they don't realize as they taking this journey with him to the garden of Gethsemane that, you know, that Christ is, he's, he's preparing to leave. He's preparing to go back home to the glory. In other words, so this is, this is him just pouring out himself. Just thank God, God letting you know, hey, I've been telling you that I'm going to leave here for a while, but now we're getting close and close. And he's steady dealing with them because he loved them. In other words, he wants them to have success. And so what happened was he said the words that I speak. So this was, so now say this. Now when Jesus goes to the cross, right? And now he's not around at this moment because he hasn't rose and so they hadn't got a chance to speak to him but they had to be able to abide in his word and believe that what he said about who he was and who his father was it's about trust and I just want you to know the, the biggest thing that you can do is just believe God that God loves you that he cares enough about you to step into your circumstances and like I said whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind he loves you you're not alone please send in your prayer request God love to pray with you and believe in things for you that God will do it. And, and, and we're going to go to verse 12. He said, the, the relationship of believers with each other. He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. A greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friend. For his friends. Now, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to share this with you so you can see. And I know I spoke about it in other podcasts, but you understand this. Jesus literally laid down his life for his friends. In other words, just thank God calling you his friend. I'm talking about, first off, but he's also call, he calling you that, you know, you, you know, you his, you his brother, sister. You know what I'm talking about? You know, this is God. I'm your father. In other words, I'm, I'm everything that you want me to be. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. A greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. Now, we know that these disciples are, are going to die from, they're going to die from martyrs. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna pay a price for serving the Lord because the enemy is frustrated with them. But guess what? Could you imagine that they understood the price of suffering because they understood, they witnessed Christ witness Christ do it. So when you think about the disciples, you think about what happened to them in the end. Understand this. They were only products of their discipleship with Christ. In other words, they was only going to emulate the things that he done. This is why Peter's crucified upside down. Because he denied the Lord. So he said, hey, I can't be crucified up like Christ. I have to be crucified upside down. Let me tell you something. Jesus laid down his life for his friends. But he also laid down his life for me and you. He laid down his life for the person right now who don't even believe that he's real. He laid down his life. And Jesus didn't have to die. Remember, he doesn't have no 
Adam blood in him. He, he has God's DNA. The only way that Jesus can die is that he has to take on the sins of the world and give up his life. And he did that for those whom he loved because that's who God is. So I want you to be able to buy to him. You have to trust him. He said, you are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father. I have made known to you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you these things. I command you that you love one another. All he's talking about, hey, love on each other. And in time, what he makes, and here we go again. Remember, I told you about verse 7. He makes this big declaration, but in verse 16, he comes back and says this. Because I want you to see it, because if you see it, then you can have it. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father, in my name he may give you these things I command to you, that you love one another. See, this only thing that he told his disciples, walk in love. Love one another. Don't give up on one another. Don't give up on one another. Love one another. <laughs> if you see it, then you, then you understand what God is doing. I want you to walk in love, humility. And then, you know, we're getting ready to get to the finale. I'm, I'm, now I'm supposed to come up really fast. Now, the relationship between believers and the world. And the, the world hates you. Know that they, that is hate, they hated me before it hated you. If you were of this world, this world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I have said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my words, they will keep yours also. But all things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. So Jesus, make it, Jesus makes his declaration. Because these disciples are going to go out and they're going to spread the, the gospel to the whole world. That they're going to be hated by the world. Because of what they're going to do. And people are going to be doing it, saying they're doing it in the name of the Father. But he, but Jesus just clearly states that, hey, they don't know the Father because they knew the Father. They wouldn't be doing this to you because they would know that you are operating in love. This is what Jesus told the disciples, to operate in love. <laughs> operate in love. And that's what they were doing. All they were doing was sharing the good news. Was sharing the good news. Then he says this in verse 23. He who hates me hates my father also. Woo! That's pretty big. That's pretty deep right there, right? He who hates me hates my father. Because you can't love God and don't love Jesus. It's impossible. 
doesn't make no sense. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hate both me and my father. And this is what happened, you know, with Jesus' ministry, he went about doing good, healing the sick, healing the demonic people, in other words, and people knew it. But they wouldn't glorify God in it. Because they hated him and they hated his father. Because flesh came up in them. It was about them. It wasn't about God. So they couldn't abide in him. So Jesus let his disciples know, hey, all this stuff is going to happen to you. But don't worry about it because my father's going to be with you. Because you're with me, everything is going to work out. Remember like this. It says this. Uh, all things work for together the good of those that love the Lord that's called according to his purpose. Remember like this. You can't lose. And remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind and God loves you. I want to tell you thanks for listening. Because uh, I'm going to finish right here. Remember, like I said, that God loves you. And what I want you to know to abide in him is to walk in love towards your fellow mankind. Walk in love with your brothers and sisters. And so I want to close out in prayer. I want to thank you for listening. Like I said, if you have any prayer requests, please send them in. Uh, I'm believing for God in 2021 for you to be able to abide in him. John 15, abide in Jesus because he is the vine. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day. Father, I just thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing for your people in 2021. I thank you, Father, for allowing people to listen to this podcast, Father. You're not alone, Father. And I know, Father, that you're with your people, that you're speaking into them. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you I love you, and I'll be praying for you. And keep me in your prayers as well. Talk to you next time.